start a new year in your life today. And we hope that it's going to be a good one, full of happiness, joy, and laughter, too. Happy birthday to you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. Dad, thanks for the lovely message, my man. Yes, today is my birthday. Three zero thirty. The thing is, I did not really, you know, think about it or feel it too much until I saw it in text and like on paper and such, you know. It is different from seeing 29 there, but 30 years old, guys, and I feel like 30's got to be at least the new 28 with the life expectancy going up by, <laughs> I don't know, what is it, a year and a half in the past 50 years. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. You guys are listening to this on Monday. Tonight, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show. Would love to see you there. 116 East 16th Street at The Stand, New York Comedy Club and Restaurant. But that show is going to be a banger. Check the link in this YouTube video or my Instagram, Ted Jones World, or go to thestandnyc.com. You'll see my show flyer there, the Ted Jones Comedy Show. That is tonight. Can't wait to see you guys. 7 p.m. Come have dinner and drinks. Get to that show. It's going to be fantastic. So how do I feel overall, Lee? As they would say, or as you guys would say, I've been told that I say use guys is too much, but that's a joke. And I hope you guys would have understood that by now. But I think occasionally I do need to say you guys instead of use guys is so people know that um, I do, in fact, know how to speak English. It doesn't feel so much different than yesterday. And I think like in my own head, the fact that I don't feel that old and I don't think that maybe, um, you know, turning 30 is that big of a deal? I think it's different from like when our parents were 30 years old, right? Like if you think about when your parent had you, I don't know how old you are listening to this, whatever, but 30 years old, you feel like people would be getting married, having kids. But I think like the time frame kind of has shifted. Like a lot more new things are happening now that we're 30 years old as opposed to our parents' generation, right? Like technology, Web 3.0 coming out. Um uh, life expectancy, I think, in you know, in terms of like health and people just living longer, I think is happening. So, um, obviously, great for that. Cryogenic freezing <laughs> is a hot thing, hot topic uh, these days. I mean, not really that much. Ted Williams, though, do you guys remember him, the baseball player? He is cryogenically frozen, and I believe Walt Disney. And I think their hopes are like, if you know, uh, uh, you could be put back to life with somebody shooting. I don't know, some juice in your spine or whatever. And people also like become not becoming par- or becoming unparaplegic. You know, you shoot some stem cells into people and then maybe their legs and arms work. But I don't know. That's crazy. But I've always thought like, why can a bone heal after you break it? You know, it takes six weeks. Like, why can't you grow back an arm or a limb? Is that like a really weird thing to think? I mean, I've thought about it. Like if your arm, you know, gets cut off or something, God forbid, why doesn't like why doesn't your limb regrow? You know, or like why can't your vision get better, your hearing get better, any of your senses really get better? You know, like I think that on top of AI, I think that that's also what we're moving towards. An a, autonomous cars. I was actually speaking with my dad the other day. He was like, "What do you think about taxi medallions?" And I said, "I think taxi medallions are for the birds." You remember there was a big surge back in New York City if you're familiar with New York City. And like transportation and stuff back in 2010, there were an extremely high peak, like taxi medallions were going some of them close to a million dollars. And then just a few years later, Uber came out and then all these taxi drivers who bought medallions for a million dollars couldn't afford the payment on it anymore. Just because like 
the um, the demand for Ubers is so much bigger than the demand for taxis. And I think as time goes on, we're going to see less restaurants, like in actual house restaurants. We're going to see more ghost kitchens. That's already happening. A ghost kitchen in that you can really only order it online. Maybe they'll have a couple tables in the restaurant. But I think the days of renting out a 5,000 square foot restaurant is slowly, slowly approaching us. Like the days where we could have a 5,000 square foot restaurant. I mean, unless it's a really hot restaurant and it's already like a built up brand, I think maybe then you'll see a 5,000 square foot restaurant, something like a catch or maybe like a Sarah Beth's restaurants that do very well in the city or like even in Miami, you know, like Miami, a lot more people are going out to restaurants. It's nice year round, but like in the winter in New York, if you guys think about it, how many times do you bail on plans? Cause like it's freaking dark out or it's cold. I think that as a people, we want things pretty quick. Like we want things right away on our phone, you know, just click and then boom, there it is. You want to swipe right for a date, swipe left for no date, right? On the, on the dating apps. So I think that we are, in a sense, becoming a little bit lazier, maybe as a society, but we're also becoming smarter and we know what is good and what is bad, right? Like 50 years ago, we weren't so sure that cigarettes were going to kill you. We weren't so sure that eating McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's every single day is going to kill you. Those two things we're sure about were more educated on health and wellness. So I think people are probably working out more so that today than they were 50 years ago, right? But also with these fast food places coming into play, it becomes tougher to tougher to maintain your health with all these distractions. So you just got to be aware that like, oh yes, fruits and be- veggies are good. And it's so funny. Like I remember growing up, my grandparents and people around me, whatever, anyone who was raising me would like <laughs> make me drink a full glass of whole milk with dinner. If you just think about that now, how wrong that is to like grow somebody's bones strong or like grow a kid's bones. I don't know, but a lot of people are lactose intolerant. If you're watching this and you're lactose intolerant, it's because you're not supposed to eat cheese, milk, whatever. You're supposed to have cashew cheese or vegan cheese, whatever that may be. But like two and a half years now of me being vegan, if you guys didn't know I'm vegan, um, (laughs) you've never listened to a podcast or vlog, but yes, um, you know, just trying to take care of myself, the environment, whatever that is. And by not eating meat and reducing my carbon footprint quite a lot, I even feel that like I can have straws, plastic straws in the coffee that I'm drinking because like I'm not eating fish, you know, like I'm not so worried about a plastic straw killing a turtle or a fish when I'm not even eating the fish. I think it's better to not eat fish rather than not use straws, right? So I, I, I give myself that liberty, whatever that is. But yes, guys, today I am 30, November 13th. I've had quite a few birthdays on Friday, November 13th today, not being one of them today is Saturday. But um, go ahead, wish your boy a happy birthday, Ted Jones World at gmail.com. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys at a Ted Jones comedy show. If you can't make the show tonight, November 15th at 7 p.m., we have a show two weeks from today, Monday, November 29th, 7 p.m. And that lineup is roaring, ready to go. I'm going down to Miami on December 14th, hopefully doing a show down there. Nothing locked in, but I definitely do have prospects. That'll be super fun. Um, we'll see if we're going to get a Ted Jones comedy show in in the beginning of December before I head down there. But 
looking forward to Miami and um, that'll be great. You know, obviously, yes, I'll bring the vlog cam and we'll see what adventures we end up going on, guys. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, you'll notice my hair looks different. Huh? I had a vlog posted the other day about, uh, you know, me shaving my head and here it is. The hat feels looser. It's fitting looser. My head looks smaller, but I feel like my traps are bigger. And also, this is quite the small shirt that I'm wearing here. This is a large. I'm busted out of it. But, you know, the Ted Jones World t-shirts that we have are very nice and soft. Guys, we just ordered new Ted Jones Comedy Show t-shirts. Those just came in the mail. And tonight, we will be throwing out a couple. If you guys would like to purchase a Ted Jones Comedy Show, you just DM me at Ted Jones World on Instagram or TedJonesWorld at gmail.com. And uh, for a small fee, we'll get that delivered to you because I always love to see everyone supporting the Ted Jones World brand. We've talked about this previously on the podcast, but after nearly 14 years, Britney Spears conservatorship, conservator, I can never fucking read this word, conservatorship, conservatorship, <laughs> conservatorship ends. Uh, that's great. Obviously, all the cries for free Britney have come to light. It's crazy. Like, 10 years ago, you guys remember this meme or this video, this guy being like, free Britney, leave Britney alone. He was like under a sheet. And like that became the big meme of 10 years ago. But she really did need to be freed. And I'm happy that Britney Spears is back to living her everyday life. Britney, if you want to come on the Ted Jones World couch, you are more than welcome. We'd love to have an interview with you. It doesn't even have to be an interview. It's just a podcast. It's talking. It's chopping it up. I've talked to you guys before uh, last week about getting a guest on the couch. And, you know, we do love just doing it. Just me here. I hope you guys love listening. Let me know what you think at TedJonesWorld at gmail.com. We do have a guest coming on next week. Special surprise guest just Recorded his hour special at the Comedy Cellar. I actually watched a good amount of it on YouTube, so that was super funny. But um, it's a little bit of a surprise, and it's not one of my bros that I have had previously here on the couch. So um, that'll be exciting. And End of the year tour finals coming up in tennis. If you guys didn't know, I am an avid tennis watcher. I was on the tennis team for two and a half years before uh, we decided to part ways, my, the tennis team and myself. Was it due fully to weed? No, it wasn't due fully to weed. You know, I did enjoy smoking pot, and I did one time fail a drug test. Rather, scratch that, two times fail the drug test, but then by the third time that they wanted to, you know, put a drug test in my pee <laughs> or use my pee for a drug test, I was just like, look, this isn't worth it for me. And I just wanted to pursue other things. That may sound like a cop-out, but I was able to take many a more drama classes, film classes, because those particular classes were at times during practice. And during the time I wasn't on the tennis team, I wrote an 118-page movie script about Ryan Leaf. For those of you who don't know Ryan Leaf, he was picked second overall behind Peyton Manning in the 1998 NFL draft to the San Diego Chargers. So he was thought to be like indifferent. It was either going to be Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning picked first overall. So it's just crazy to see how these guys, how their careers kind of just ended up in completely different places. So if you guys want to read this script that I wrote, 118 pages. So it took me like two and a half years to write. And now I'm just in the middle of, you know, adding things, taking away things, trying to like bring it down to, you know, like whatever it is, like an hour and 40 type of minute movie, if that may be. But I don't know. I hope that something in the future comes of it. I would love to play Ryan Leaf. 
I'm, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a good athlete. I can I can throw the football, but um you know that was that was something that I just did in my spare time instead of playing on the tennis team. Was that more fulfilling than being on the tennis team at the time? I believe yes. And looking back on it, I think so. Yes, too. There's a lot to be said when you're playing a Division One sport. I played UConn tennis, which happened to, we happened to be D1, but like we were by no means like at the top half of like D1. And the thing is with tennis, only the top 25 schools really even care about their tennis teams. You know, like it's very hard to put a number of scholarships that is just dedicated to the tennis team because of Title IX back in the um, 80s when they decided that women and men needed to have equal scholarships, which I'm all for. I think that that's a great rule. But in having equal amount of scholarships at each university, a lot of scholarships were just given to the football team and basketball team, men's wise. So at the University of Connecticut, we didn't have any scholarships on the team. So, you know, it made the experience a little less competitive just because, like, we weren't playing the greatest schools in Division One, And, like, if we were to play one of those teams, like, we would get killed like a Louisville. I remember we played our fir- our, my freshman year in college, we played Louisville and they were like a top 25 team. So they crushed us. It's like, it's different from a basketball or football. Well, I think basketball, you can have a close matchup with somebody who's top 25. Like for example, in the March madness tournament, you'll see like a 16 seed take out the one seed. It's something like that. But in tennis, it's a lot more structured. Like, upsets are way less likely to happen because you have to win four out of the seven matches that are playing. You know, you have to win four to three and each of the singles players have to win. Then you have to win the doubles point. So it's a lot more unlikely for like the number one player at UConn to beat the number one player at Louisville. And then the number two at UConn win and number three at UConn win. And then you have to win the doubles point. So a lot different in tennis, but I think just, Playing for two and a half years or two years and a quarter, it was enough for me. Like, the experience was enough. And I played tennis so much in high school and growing up, just from, like, the ages of 14 to 17, I played so much tennis. It was crazy. I mean, I went to high school specifically to play tennis. Professional children's school. You guys don't know that. You look that shit up. 60th between Columbus and Amsterdam was, like, actors, singers, dancers, models, some athletes. But, like, in going there, I was... I don't even know what I was fully doing there. I was not going to be like a tennis pro. We did have a girl who came to professional children's school, Christy on, who was on the podcast, uh, episode 15, who made the round of 16 at the U S open. Like I was not about to be making the round of 16 at the U S open, you know? So, um, definitely had a interesting high school experience in terms of playing tennis. A lot I was playing tennis at least five or six days a week. And then once I got to college, I kind of want to experience college a little bit more. Like, I didn't want to not smoke weed and be on the tennis team. And the funny thing is, like, there were kids on the team that were blacking out from alcohol. Some, I mean, coach put in, like, a 48-hour rule. Nobody was allowed to drink 48 hours before a match, you know, like, which I understood. But there were kids on the tennis team, on the men's and women's team, that were blacking out 48 hours before the match. Talking about, like, having whatever it is, 15 drinks, vodka, to the brim of the those solo cups but like that was all good it was just like if god forbid you smoked a joint on a tuesday before a match that you had a week and a half later just so funny i mean i I guess since the war on drugs and 
Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan did that whole spiel making like marijuana evil and shit. People have not mined alcohol. I think it's becoming more apparent now that weed is becoming legal state to state here and there that weed is really not bad. It's not bad for you. I mean, alcohol is way worse for you than weed. And I think it's crazy how long it's taken us to come to a point where like you listening could agree what to what I'm saying here. Like alcohol is way more dangerous than weed, yet alcohol is way more socially acceptable than weed. Like tonight being my birthday, am I going to be peer pressured to drink? Sure. Am I going to drink? I don't even know. I don't know, but I ultimately do know that if I do choose to drink tomorrow, aka Sunday, but for you guys, I guess it'll be Tuesday, but as I'm recording this and being transparent, duh, it's Saturday, like I don't want to be so hungover, and I know that I'm probably going to feel that way if I end up drinking, right? If I end up smoking, this is my personal preference, then, like, I won't end up being hungover. But I do find that, like, if I'm around a lot of people who are drinking and I'm not drinking, I wake up the next morning kind of groggy. It's weird. Maybe I just got, like, a drinking vibe, a hungover vibe. It's been a minute since I drank last. I mean, not a minute. When did I drink last? Halloween was the last time I drank. So, like, and and that's usually how I've been doing it. Like, every two weeks I'll drink. And the thing is, when I do drink, I mean, I'm having anywhere from, like, four to... I mean, you guys decide the limit on that. Four to probably eight drinks, something like that. So it's in moderation. You know, I'm not doing it every day, but like every two weeks, something like that. So we'll see. I guess I'm due to drink tonight, but who knows? We'll see if um, I end up drinking. Do you guys like this shirt that I'm wearing? It's very tight. Tight around the buys, which is good. That means I'm freaking blasting them, you know? So this is a listener DM, not a listener email. <laughs> this is on my buzz cut post. Somebody says the result, bro, go to my YouTube page, Ted Jones world, YouTube channel. Then you can find the result. For those of you who don't know, my YouTube link is in my Instagram bio. And if you guys want to go to YouTube directly, it's Ted Jones world. Can't be more to script than that. But for those of you who don't know, or are tuning in for maybe the first to second time, Ted Jones world podcast episodes. We release every Monday and Thursday, 12 AM and the Ted Jones vlog. We release Tuesdays and Fridays, so putting up at least four episodes for you guys is a week at the current time. And, you know, I'm always looking for suggestions or things that you guys want to see. In particular, I know I've gotten some requests to skydive, take the helicopter around Manhattan. (laughs) So these are things that are slightly expensive, but as it's becoming colder and colder, I mean, it's probably something I should do, right? Go skydive. I I don't think I would ever skydive. I'm just being real with you guys. Too scary for me. Have you ever skydived? Like going in one of those helicopters around the city is a little spooky, but that could be fun. I guess. Yeah, and like New York City or Manhattan is definitely the place to like go around in a helicopter. But the thing is, I'm flying down to Miami in a month as of now. And like, I mean, when I fly down there, aren't I gonna I'm gonna see the buildings as I leave, right? Or at least when I'm coming back a week later. If you guys are in Miami, December 14th through 20th, you let me know love to chill potentially i don't know would potentially love to chill i should say that but gorgeous day out here today guys about 63 degrees wonderful birthday i'm having 30 years old 30 you know back in the day back in the day i'd say probably like 10 years ago people would give me way more shit why aren't you married when you gonna have a kid my timeline now who knows obviously who knows but i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't shy away from 
pushing all the, all that stuff back, you know, another five years at least before I even think about it. You know, I know 35-year-olds who are single, chilling, living alone. Do I see myself in that light in five years? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to quote back here, episode 186. Is Ted Jones still single, living alone at the age of 35? But guys, I'm happy, you know, more so over everything. I think that's the most important yeah. thing. And I think that's important for you guys, too, to really feel happy every day. Whether you do something for like an hour, 30 minutes that really makes you happy each day, I think that's really important for you. Away from your partner, you know, like you got to make that happiness creation on your own. Make sure that you're happy first and then that person, your significant other, will make you happier, you know. I think that that's ultimately something that you got to find in a partner. I mean, look at me, I'm single now, so what do I know? But I think that like in the past, sometimes I've catered to the other person too much. And you really have to cater to yourself. Otherwise, you're going to go loco to make another person happy or rely on somebody else for your happiness that's true getting real deep here guys just because uh that's what's on my mind and don't you want to hear what's on my mind didn't shave today for the podcast i really always usually shave every day just like when i take a shower which happens to be almost every day but if i don't work out i usually don't take a shower so going to <laughs> going to the gym helps me shower showering helps me go to the gym you know as long as i'm taking five six a week no problem no problem. And this hair now, it's easier to deal with. Like I did, don't feel like I have, I'm wearing a hat. There are two hats, actually, rather, when I'm sweating at the gym through the mullet. Episode 186 here, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Send in your emails, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. You're watching this on YouTube. Subscribe to Ted Jones World. I cannot wait for the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight. Hope to see each and every single one of you guys is there, <laughs> as I say. And uh, if you guys cannot make this comedy show, you're not in the greater tri-state area. Hopefully, you'll be in the greater tri-state area within the next two weeks to come to that Ted Jones Comedy Show on November 29th. And hopefully, within the next few weeks, guys, we will start streaming these Ted Jones Comedy Shows live on the internet. Because I think, as I've said that is the new wave. Just watching comedy shows by, you know, on the comfort of your own couch. You know, it's like the Uber Eats of, excuse me, it's like the Uber of the taxi service, of the comedy show service. You know what I mean? Like people don't want to buy taxi medallions anymore. People want to have the comfort from their own home. Watch a comedy show 8 p.m. on a cold wintry mix night. You know, something like that. I think Novak Djokovic, by the way, is going to win the year-end finals. I said Novak Djokovic was going to win the U.S. Open, but boy, was I wrong. So, end of the year finals coming up this week. Should be exciting. If you guys have the tennis channel, which I don't, it's an extra $14.99 a month, so they got to chop that price before I, you know, get in the mix there. But, you know, love tennis, love everything, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Ted Jones World Podcast and your consistent support here of the ted jones world brand and um if you guys want ted jones comedy shirt you message me on the side we'll figure out a deal for you all right thanks for tuning in to 86 plus 100 peace